Welcome back to another episode of Seeking Wisdom. I'm your host, Glenn Marsden, and today I wanted to embark on a thought-provoking topic into the realm of being non-judgmental and having unconditional love for all. I want to actually explore how embracing this mindset can transform our relationship with others, align us with our true purpose, and at the end of the day, draw us closer to God if that's what you're seeking. Preface of the episode, like every single one of them, I'm not here to preach, guys. I'm here to share my experiences, my personal walk of faith that has only come in the last couple of years. I don't know what I don't know. I do lead with humility. That is part of my journey that obviously I found with my personal relationship with God. I'm going to share my testimony of what's been happening, and I'm going to be very transparent about it. But I'm not going to try and preach or say what's right or wrong, because I don't know. And this is part of why I'm talking about this cultivating love and understanding, embracing non-judgmental, all of it. I want to delve deep because there's a lot of questions around it, a lot of questions I had, a lot of answers that I've been seeking. There's other people. And again, the whole podcast called Seeking Wisdom, wherever we are on our journey, if we lead with humility and we say we don't know what we don't know, which is the truth, then we're always seeking wisdom. And who gives us the ultimate wisdom? God. So to set the stage, let's start with a scripture that illuminates the importance of non-judgmental. Now, firstly, I also want to say, that how it works with me is if I've got a topic at hand or it comes to the mind, I'll go to Google. Some people go predominantly to the Bible. Again, I often say, I'm still learning that. So I will go to good old Google and I'll seek a scripture on judgment or being non-judgmental. And that's how it works at the moment for me. Will it change later as I learn to adapt and understand a lot more things maybe about scripture? Possibly. But either way, I'm going, I'm finding, I'm researching, I'm seeking. And today I literally got Matthew 7, 1 to 2. Jesus says, judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So when we dive deeper into these words, I suppose we found a um, we find a profound message that resonates in today's world that to release the burden of judgment and recognize that our own actions and attitudes toward others, they're going to be ultimately reflected back to us. So what does non-judgmental look like in our everyday lives? It starts with taking the time to understand other people's stories and perspectives. When we approach others with an open heart and a genuine desire to comprehend their experiences, we create a space where judgment can dissipate. And I suppose as I look on my journey, when it comes to the Imperfectly Perfect campaign, that non-judgmental has always been with me. I suppose being in the fitness realm and teaching group fitness, I never saw a profession, a title, um, never saw clothes which tie people to their professions where people can sometimes judge. I mean, as humans, we judge things, whether they're good or bad, but I think we need to be more mindful. So I've always gone through that with predominantly being in the fitness realm. I mean, people coming towards fitness and fitness classes for a community, to get fit there's so many reasons but you connect with people because you're literally in gym gear which is what a t-shirt and shorts whatever it is it isn't like you're outside in an external and you've you're validated by a profession your social social status anything everything is removed so i talk to everybody i've always talked to everybody and that's the thing with me i don't look at titles or professions the whole way through my journey even to the point when i went on a professional platform linkedin started seeing through networking events that people were only really drawn to people within their industry, which is fair enough. 
but without getting to understand and get to know the people, say there were 50 people in a LinkedIn networking event and I went to see how they were run and it was essentially people going, you've got two to three minutes to pitch yourself. And by the time it got to the fifth person, I couldn't remember anything about the first person, let alone the 50th person. So I thought, hang on a minute, let me try this. So I'm going to set some networking events up. I did. And it was very left of field to the point where I called it finding your tribe. And essentially you came in there, started off small group and then got to about 10, 20 people. And I literally told people to come in and not mention what the professional title was for a few of the sessions. So people could understand who they were, the passions, who they were as a person. And what happened? People connected. They resonated with each other's stories, which then when they did find out what profession they were in or the field of work, they connected even deeper and you could remember everything. So like I was saying, when it came to the big groups, I couldn't remember the first person when the fifth person spoke because there was all generic titles and professions. What I opened up there was conversations. And I could remember, say there was Mary and she had two children and she loved to go skiing, but she'd gone through a hard time within this, but she overcame it by this. I'm going to remember that because she's going to seek out. So when it comes to business and putting, I suppose, godly principles into it, then you're connecting with people with morals, with integrity, and you're understanding that person. So there's a tighter bond. Um, and that's how I always worked. And that's how I will always work. And like it says there, it starts with taking time to understand other people's stories and perspectives. The Imperfectly Perfect campaign has been brought to fruition by understanding people's perspectives, their stories. Oftentimes we see celebrities or public figures. We see the pedestals. They don't ultimately call themselves celebrities. They don't put themselves on a pedestal. It's a profession that puts them in the public eye. And obviously in society with media, they perpetuate and they highlight everything. And at the end of the day, social medias have to buy in to what they do as a profession, just like I do. I post things about Imperfectly Perfect campaign, just as an actor would. They have to post a red carpet and things like that so they can stay in work and they can keep moving forward. A sports star is predominantly all them on field, playing, whatever they're doing. So once you get to understand and listen to people's stories and take time, I always say that is when you're going to start clapping the loudest. So say you see someone on stage and they've attained all this success or what you pretend to be success, and then you understand their story like some of the people on the Imperfectly Perfect campaign, and they've gone through trauma or they've gone through such debilitating pain through whatever they've experienced in life, and you can connect with that, you're going to be cheering the loudest when you see how successful they've become. Because then if you think about it and turn it on yourself and go, could you experience or have gone through that experience that they went through? They deserve all the success because for an early part of their life, they went through so much trauma. And you see how you start removing judgment in that way? Like you're not looking at what they do as a living. You're looking at them as a human being, just like me, just like you. We all have professions. We all have jobs. So, Start with taking time to understand stories and perspectives. It's essential to acknowledge that many belief systems emphasize what's right or wrong. Another important topic I want to talk about because there's so many questions I had. However, our personal relationship with God calls us to transcend the temptation to judge and condemn others. It says that God's love and mercy extends far beyond the boundaries of human understanding, encompassing all beings. By surrendering our own judgment to God, we allow divine wisdom to guide us towards a path of compassion and growth. 
Sadly, and this is why I'm bringing it up, and I'm going to go there because this confused me a lot of the times, and it, it it still does to a point, but I have so many conversations around it, and I know when I openly speak about having a personal relationship with God, some of these questions have come to me, and I do go back to God, and so I am seeking the wisdom in this area because if I don't know, how can I help other people un, 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 understand it? So then what normally happens is someone gets put on my path to explain certain ways um, it's so strange how it happens, but that's why I always say, ask and you shall receive. Like if you need to know some wisdom in a certain area, ask. It might not come in the form that you're thinking, but it'll certainly come. So where am I going with this? When we talk about religious people, now everyone's got their own journey. Everything is what they believe, Right. So one of the things that I found really hard to understand was that a lot of people, when it classed as religion or really strong faith, was that I noticed that they were quite judgmental of certain people, of certain lifestyles, of certain things that people said or did. And it just concerned me the more that I was walking on my journey. And I was like, well, unconditional love, not ju judgmental. But yet you've got people who are actually on a pedestal preaching and judging quite a lot of different communities, different environments. And I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. Is it right? Is it wrong? I don't know. Again, leading with humility, but these were the questions I were often asking. And the people that I started to know in terms of faith, when I was asking and saying, why am I feeling this? What, why am I not conforming to the way that I'm hearing things from certain people? And they was like, because you're doing it right. You're on your own path with your own journey. You need to go and seek from God. Only he has the answers. Again, for those people who have never been part of this journey and they're seeking, or maybe they're not seeking and they're listening going, what are you on about me? <laughs> that was me at one stage. But again, the more you start seeking, the more you start understanding, the more questions you have, the harder it actually gets. Again, I was speaking to an incredible guy on my podcast, Preston Smiles, listened to the episode on the Imperfectly Perfect podcast. And I said to him, I said, on my journey, it's been one of the hardest journeys walking to faith. Not like these people talk about spiritual meditations and it's all butterflies and love and all. I said, it's actually quite hard. And the more you go into it, and as I said earlier, surrender, the deeper it gets, the more questions you've got. I've got an incredible friendship with Rachel Newsham, um, Eden Sassoon. We talk all the time. And it's these conversations that go really deep past superficial layers that you really actually enjoy, but sometimes you just don't know the answer. The philosophical, when it comes to faith and all the rest of it. So you're always seeking. And that's why the name came up, Seeking Wisdom. Because whatever I'm saying is from my experiences. I don't have all the answers and I'm not pertaining to. Rachel doesn't. Eden doesn't. My friends of faith don't. And that's the way that we lead. You're always seeking wisdom. You ask God and he brings people. Okay. So what I was talking about when people make judgment or what I've witnessed, again, people of faith seem to sometimes fall into the trap of judging others based on those actions, words, or lifestyles. But again, when it comes to that, one of the things that often comes up when people talk about what's right or wrong and sinful nature and this and that and the other, and this is what I had so many questions about that I didn't understand because I'm like, Okay, well, if that's a sin, if this is a sin, if that's a sin, if that's wrong, if that's wrong, if that's wrong, 
isn't one of the biggest sins or one of the biggest wrong things to do? Placing judgment on people? Isn't that up to God? But why are you taking it upon yourself to pass judgment on somebody else, how they live, how they, what they do? I mean, as I say, again, this is my personal feeling, my personal experience. I don't have all the answers. Um, and I love to entertain these conversations. And that's what I do with all my friends, friends of faith who have had their personal relationship with God. Um, and it just didn't make sense to me. And I mean, then there was one, one big thing that stood out to me when it was talking about do not worship false idols. So to my understanding of that, it was like these artists that sometimes have a huge platform. And then I even took it to maybe preachers, maybe people of the church. There's so many people who conform to listening and taking everything to gospel, what these people are saying. However, they're not God. So are you going back to God and are you asking God what's right or wrong, what you're hearing? Or are you just simply listening to somebody in the flesh? And I mean, there's some incredible people who obviously are preachers. And this isn't to detract from that. But what I'm saying is if we're all on an individual path and a journey and we're all seeking, aren't we supposed to go back to God ultimately for the answer? We can listen to somebody we think is incredible but then go back to God and see what you're feeling is right or what's wrong. So I personally believe that you have to be very careful when it comes to what you're listening to, because again, there's this whole narrative around judgmental. On one hand, you can't talk about overflowing with an abundance of love for everyone, but then you're judging people based on something that you may not agree of or that you are told. And I'm not saying it's wrong or right, but what I'm saying is, Maybe go and ask God, because what you're doing is if you are putting yourself in a place of being judgmental to other people and their actions and everything, then you're taking it upon yourself. And especially if you're blurting it out on a stage, which then is leading other people to believe what you're saying is right or what's wrong. Then shouldn't we be coming from that unconditional love place of saying, guys, this is my understanding, but I want you to either go and study, study scripture or however you want to look at it and see how it feels for you. See what God's saying to you, because at the end of the day, we're not here to judge. We're not allowed to judge. That's my personal walk. That's what I found. It's been confirmed so many times with the people that I know of faith. Um, so that's my take on it. That That's my personal experience. Not here to preach myself. Um, you've got to see what feels right with you. Some people might be going, well, that's wrong, but this, this, and this. But I'll tell you something, for anybody that's saying that's wrong, then that's passing judgment in a way. So what I would do is, in unconditional love, educate. We're all seeking wisdom. If I'm wrong in something, educate me, but in a way that I'm obviously going to understand, and then I'm going to go to God and see what's been said. Is that right or wrong? but I'm still not going to place judgment. See what I mean? You can take it any which way. And normally when people think people are so far left of the field and wrong, they will attack. They will know you're wrong and you shouldn't be saying this and you shouldn't be doing, but you aren't you passing judgment on that? Why aren't you just educating? Because that's unconditional love. 
that's reaching out and going, hey, I noticed you said this, but this is the way that I see it. And this is the way that it's said maybe in scripture, if that's where you are on your journey. I think that for me personally is when you're just coming from a place of exploration, trying to understand you've got questions and you are truly leading by the heart and having humility and just knowing that you're constantly seeking that wisdom and that wisdom will come from God. So like I often say, guys, we're all flawed, we're imperfect, and it's not our place to condemn or judge others. Instead, let us start embodying the qualities of love, empathy, and understanding by focusing on our own journey and striving to become the person we were always meant to be. Then when it comes to that energy, we're going to radiate a, a, an energy that inspires others to do the same. And I will say, this is another thing, like I'm actually loving this podcast because the journey that I've been on, what I have noticed is there will be a couple of people that try and push their beliefs onto others. And which is why I always start this podcast and I say, I'm not here to preach. And I'll, I'll say that all the time, right? It might get annoying, but the idea is what I've learned is if people see how God's working through you, there's no need to preach or try and push your thoughts or your beliefs on other people. They're going to naturally be drawn to you from the energy that you're emanating. The words that you speak in, if they resonate, they're going to be drawn to you. So even when it comes to relationships, I know in mine, there was differences of beliefs until there was witness and testimony to what was happening. And then there was conversations, then there was more conversations, and then openness. So I suppose that's how God works in our life as well, with relationships, with friends, with all the rest. I recently got baptized, and I'll talk about that a little later on with the podcast. But there were one of my friends who reached out to me and was like, whoa, you got baptized. Like, when did that happen? Are you religious? Again, attesting or tying religion to baptism or, or your beliefs. That opened a conversation with us. And then it made sense what was happening with the Imperfectly Perfect campaign and how doors were opening and all the rest of it. And now they're fully embraced it and opened. So I don't need to sit and preach and say what's right, what's wrong, be judgmental and all the rest of it. I can literally say my truth of what's happening, how God has worked in my life. And if people are drawn to it, people are drawn to it. And I just say, explore it yourself and see where it takes you. So I'm going to finish off, guys, and uh, and literally talk about how we can effectively practice non-judgment and cultivate a more loving approach, perhaps, to a lot of people around you. Just a few suggestions that I've gone through before. Self-reflection is a big one. Take time to examine your own perspective, your own biases, your own prejudices and preconceived notions of other people. Like I said, if you get to know people's stories, you'll be cheering the loudest for them when you know what some people have gone through. Understand that everyone has a unique story and by acknowledging our own shortcomings, we often find that hard because we go into the ego. But if we do acknowledge our own shortcomings and we pull ourselves up on our BS, excuse my language, but it is true, we're going to create space for growth and understanding, aren't we? Empathy. Maybe start putting yourself in other shoes. Like I was saying, there's so many judgmental people that will talk about others behind the back and this gossip and things. And like, put yourself in their shoes. If you never walked a mile in someone else's shoes, how can you literally pass judgment? Now that's empathy, right? So seek to understand the challenges that they may have faced, the experiences that have shaped them, what they've gone through. True empathy, I've found, allows us to connect on a deeper level 
And it dissolves that judgment because those superficial layers of conversations or, or, or chats just dissipate and you really get to have some deep conversations. Um, big shout out to Rachel and Eden because the amount of deep conversations we have, Eden, Kim as well, Brother PK, Angel, Praise, so many people, uh, Christy. And you've got to acknowledge it because it's Brother Anthony. It, it's outstanding how many conversations you can have. Dave, um, one of our co-authors for the book, he's going to be sharing his story, like the amount of conversations. And I never knew he was a man of faith until I opened it up and something serendipitous happened toward being baptized. I'll talk about that in an episode. But anyway, I digress. Open-mindedness, embrace diversity of thought, belief, and lifestyle. Recognize the differences can actually enrich our lives and expand our understanding and approach conversations with curiosity and a willingness to learn. Again, humility. Choose compassion every time. When confronted with the urge to judge, pause, and think about what you're coming across like. By releasing the need to condemn and embracing love and understanding, we align ourselves with God's will. I will say to this point, guys, when it comes to compassion, before you judge, reflect on your own self and your own behavior. This is one thing, and I'll test it to today's age with social media. There are so many people who suddenly get frustrated. They criticize, they chastise people. What do they do? They don't know how to vent the frustration, so they post it on social media. Now, What's that going to do? Give you a dopamine hit so you feel good that you've actually blasted someone and you haven't mentioned their name so they don't know. What that actually does is every single person that reads that ultimately knows that you're talking about somebody or you're placing judgment on somebody. That actually detracts and will pull people away from you because they'll be thinking, if you can blast someone on social media so quick, you can do it to them. So at that time, you might be thinking because you're frustrated that you're blasting someone and you're getting your own back, even without saying a name. You'll notice a lot of people start pulling away from you. So think about that. Look at your own mistakes. It isn't easy. I'm not going to say, trust me, you have to go through the experiences. I mean, through my work, I've been used. I've been looked over. I've been looked around. I've been manipulated the lot but it's made me who I am today because I had to go through those lessons to understand resilience, persistence, um, gaining the confidence, not arrogance, but gaining the confidence to, yeah, stand up for what I was doing. And that's how God worked through me as well. But it doesn't mean to say that I had to then ultimately place judgment on people that did that to me in the past. Yes, certainly did. But again, attesting to the podcast, seeking wisdom, we don't know what we don't know. And if we admit and pull ourselves up on these things that we did, then we can move forward. And if people are then going to place judgment on you, that's something that they need to reflect on. Okay, so you're allowed a second chance, a third chance, but these aren't. So it's very much a hypocritical testimony, isn't it? That you expect people to forgive, but yet you're not willing to forgive others. So again, that comes to compassion, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I'm going to get finished there, guys. I'm excited. Like, I'm, I'm loving this, how it's working. But just remember, our personal relationship with the divine, if that's what you want to call it, is about surrendering our judgment and allowing God to work within us, through us, and lead us towards a path of more love and compassion, which I was just talking about. Resist the temptation to judge others, realizing that each person's journey is unique and deserving of empathy and understanding. No matter if you see people on pedestals, on the TV, all the rest of it, 
until you understand the story, guys. And one of the biggest things I'd say is start reading people's autobiographies, right? You might have a preconceived notion. How many times do we see somebody and they say something and we don't like it? You'll have a preconceived notion of them. But you haven't understood their story. I can only attest people who have seen me post about Imperfectly Perfect campaign and go, oh, he's doing this, he's doing that. Oh, he's always doing something. Oh, this, that, and the other. And they'd be passing judgment. But yeah, they haven't seen my behind the scenes story. I'm very transparent and shared a lot of it. But they see the external, they see celebrities, they see the publicity, they see all that. Yeah, that's amazing. I don't take it for granted. I'm very grateful to God. But to walk humbly and realize the hard work behind the scenes, I'm not where I need to be in order for IPC to be where it is because there's still more lessons that I need to go through. But I'm certainly grateful for where I am. Those experiences that I've gone through, a lot of them have not been very nice, but it's taught me resilience and it's coming up to five years now. A lot of people wouldn't have lasted five years doing something if they didn't believe in it. And at times not even making something from it to make sure that his family was okay. And then jumping on construction to work 12 hours a day, six days a week. And then through the journey, having to go straight back onto construction because he took time off to concentrate on Imperfectly Perfect to try and help other people. Nobody pouring into him, which was never expected. But those were lessons in themselves, having to jump back on construction again, going, oh, my God, I'm trying to help everybody here. Why am I going back on construction for 12 hours a day? So, of course, the, the, there was frustration that was building, and I had to work through that. There's a lot of things about patience, what I spoke about on the last one. So wherever you are on your journey, as I say, just think about if you're being pulled back into a position, don't always go into the narrative of literally going, oh, I'm going backwards, I'm not going forwards. Okay, well, where is your head at when you're doing what you're doing right now? Because if it's consumed like my head was with IPC to the point where you're controlling it, you're trying to control it, think I need to do this, I need to do that, then you're losing that momentum of being in flow. And then God, I found, will pull you back and put you into something so you can take your head out of what it's currently going through and look from an external perspective and go, oh, okay, so my head's not in it 24-7. I can relax. And then I can give my all and get that passion back. That's what I've found. So it depends where you are on yours. If you're in business, if you're doing it, I've spoke to clients before and said, you need to get another job. Yeah, but this is my passion and I want to help these people and I need to give it my all. I understand. I really do. I've been through it with IBC. I'm still on it. But you also have to understand your head's running a mile, 100 miles an hour. You consume, everything's consumed. And that's why I'm grateful for the support network like Rachel and everybody else, because those have helped me through some of my hardest times. And God sent those people. Like, And I'll, I, I'll do a conversation about the people of God that have been put around me, all of those people I spoke about today. And I'll do an episode on it, how important that is when the right people are around you and they see you for you. Because when it comes to this journey, it's hard to carry on, guys. And you need strong faith and strong conviction. And you need to walk with a heart that actually cares. And I think that without becoming cynical through experiences like that, when you feel like quitting and that negative voice that's telling you to quit and you can't do it, you need so much resilience. And that comes from going through tests and trials and experiences coming out the other side stronger to gain this wisdom that now I'm fortunate enough to have some, <laughs> I won't say everything because I'm still on my part. Um, but it's going to enable other people. And that's what people resonate with, truth. 
like I'm not here to preach and I'm going to also do one on faith when it comes to walking this journey and thinking you're not doing things right. And that's why things are not happening. And that's a whole other ball game. You try to be perfect. You try to be righteous that people talk about. And one of the things that I want to do an episode on is actually embracing your imperfections. God didn't choose me to do this because I was perfect. But yet through it, when I started finding faith and listening to people, giving my power away, I was trying to ultimately be perfect. I was trying to do things right, thinking maybe this is not happening because that's wrong. I'm doing this is wrong. Oh, no, is that a sin? Is this is it? Glenn, who told you that? You're listening to people. Are you going back to God? Anyway, I digress. I'll talk all day, guys. But thank you for joining me on this exploration, should I say, of being non-judgmental and having unconditional love or looking at it from a different perspective. Remember, embracing non-judgmental is not just a noble act, but a journey, guys. It's towards becoming the person we were always meant to be. So until next time, may you walk the path of being compassionate, of understanding, of getting some books, autobiographies, and really getting to know and understand people's stories so you don't pass judgment. Have a look in the mirror at times. See where your faults lie. Yes, we're imperfect. Embrace it. But also know that those flaws make us perfect. And other people have flaws. No one's perfect. All right. Until next time.